Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. My name is Akil Stokes, trader and trading coach at tier1trading.com. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you the TV show that had the biggest effect on both my trading and my other businesses. Slacking on the profit, man. I feel bad. That that's that is uh, that is probably aside from all the universe and Earth nonsense I watch. That's probably been the most Shark. I like Shark Tank too. That's probably been the most beneficial show I've ever watched. If you guys are entrepreneurs or business people in general, um, I've I've learned more than the profit than I did in school. Mainly because it's practical, and I think a lot of stuff they teach you in school isn't practical. I'm sure it's getting better now. Like we have an entrepreneurship major, I think, at our school now, so maybe they're they're a little bit better. But I, it, when I was in school, a lot of stuff they didn't like. A lot of it was textbook, but not practical. And I, you know, most of the lessons I learned in the real world were like it would, mentors were like, "Yeah, just throw away that book." You know, because I'd come like you know, young intern, like, "Hey." I brought all my notes because I'm going to do it by the like, just, just burn that. Here's here's a lighter. Just burn that because it doesn't work like that in the real world. And I'm like, oh, you know, all green and everything. Oh, OK. <laughs> Ooh. I think the profit is great, man. It is. Uh, it's helped a lot with with my business as a trader, too. Like you, you think about. So here's a here's a if is anyone unfamiliar with the show, The Profit? So ranty today. So the profit. Let me write down good rants in this thing. This is going to be a good rant, hopefully. The profit is a show. Marcus Lemonis. He's a he's an entrepreneur. He's a business owner, and basically he goes into small, for the most part, um, struggling businesses and tries to turn them around. Now, of course, a business owner isn't going to do this out of the greatest of his greatness of his heart, right? He wants his piece of the pie as well. So he'll come into a business and he'll basically say like, hey, I like your business. I like your model. I'm going to help turn it around. He assesses it, kind of what you need. He writes you a check, a big old check to help you. It could be debt removal. It can be to, to build whatever he needs to build. Um, but of course, he wants something in return. And what do you think he wants in return? Again, he wouldn't be a smart business owner if he was just giving away money for free. No. He wants a piece of the pie in, in most cases, in most cases. So in most cases, he's out there saying like, hey, you know, I'll give you this hundred thousand dollars, whatever it may be. But I want 30 percent of the business and I and I have 100 percent control over like operations and decisions. And I didn't get it at first, but as I watched more of the show, it makes perfect sense because as he does more business ventures, right? 
obviously it makes perfect sense from a business perspective. If you own, if you own pieces of the pie of multiple businesses, you're just making more money, right? If you're out there and you have ownership stake in one business, you're making a little bit of money. If you have ownership stake in 10 businesses, you're making more of money, right? It just, it just makes perfect sense. And after he's done what he needs to do, he's not that hands-on. So he he's hands-on for whatever that time is and turning everything around. Then he leaves and he trusts you to run it by himself. So he's just collecting a check. But what's cool is that as he goes on and acquires more businesses, these basically become, he becomes his own network. So let's say Orsi has a business, a uh, restaurant business, and he's coming in and he's like, hey, we're going to we're going to redo the lighting. We're going to redo the signage. We're going to rebrand the whole business and, and we're going to get big banners and a brand new sign and all this stuff. Well, at some point from season three, he bought this signage business, right? Who does the exact same thing that Orsi needs. So when he needs to get signage and, and new branding for Orsi's business, where do you think he goes to? Some random business? No, he goes to the signing business that he already owns. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he's doing business with himself, right? <laughs> he's paying money that will to him. He's paying money to a business that he owns that will just put more money in his pocket because he gets profit off of the business that they do. It makes perfect sense, right? Doesn't that make perfect sense? <laughs> I'm gonna pay myself. It makes perfect sense. And the more the more businesses that he acquires, right? He essentially probably gets to a place where he has someone for everything. I'll take care, Cody. I saw the picture, man. W wishing you a healthy recovery, dude. I, I, I couldn't look at it for long because you know me and my knees, but I didn't want to peek. But I saw the post you've been doing about leading up to the surgery. And then I saw the picture. I'm like, I got to look at it. And I'm like, ah, but 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 uh, wish you the best. Um, aren't there any concerns of conflict of interest? Um, see, that I don't know. I, I know he tries to diversify. So he's not, I don't, and I haven't watched in a few seasons, but I don't, um, oh, that's good. A Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, we just, we just, uh, we just let go of Jalen Smith, man. That was interesting. But I guess from a financial standpoint and with Parsons doing well, but I, I with, with Vander getting hurt every year, I, I thought we'd want to keep him, but I, I mean, who knows? Saves us money, I guess. But I, that was an interesting choice. Um, yeah, I just worry about injury with uh, with Vanderish, whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, are there any concerns of, with conflict of interest? I don't think so. And again, I, and I haven't watched for a few seasons, so maybe someone that's currently watching could let me know. He he tends not to um, he tends not to do the same type of business. So when, when he so what people do is they they mail him in these um, they mail him in like um, like video messages like explaining their business. And like why they need help and they, they vet him. So when they vet him, like in a, in a lot of the episodes he goes through, he's like, hey, I think this is a good business because it complements this. So I don't think he looks for like he's not going to have like five burger joints. So he, he looks for things in different areas to diversify his portfolio. I'm, I'm sure some overlap. But in my experience of watching it, it it's, he tries to diversify as much as possible. So if he already has like a, a, a commercial signing business. He's not looking for another commercial signing business unless there's one that does like something specific that the other one doesn't do. Um, so he does a good job at vetting. Him. That's a very good question. Um, 
so anyway, so he goes into these businesses. He 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 he. Some of them fail. Don't get me wrong. He loses money. Like I'm, I like that aspect that he's very honest about that at least. Um, and he he goes in and 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 fixes them up, whatever like that. But it, it made me think about trading a little bit because something that he he does when he goes into these businesses, he 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 talks about the three P's, right? Where it's it's people, process, and product, right? So he's a people person. Do you have the right people working for you? The right leadership is the right leadership leading the right way. Do you have the right people, good employees, whatever like that? Is there a process, right? Is there a process that streamlines how your business works or is it kind of just going like randomly, right? And then finally, is the product good, right? At the end of the day, if you want to make money, you need a good product, right? Those are the three Ps. And it made me think about trading, right? Because um, obviously, you know, people is us. You need the right person to be a good trader. You, you can say that you need the right community, um, I guess you don't technically need the right community to be a good trader, but it, it helps. Um, I think we don't need to go into detail. Would you guys agree we need a process if you're trading, right? You can't just randomly do stuff and expect it to work. You Just like any other business, you need a process. And the last one is product. And, and when I looked at product, I looked at product as being very similar to two things. Your, your trading portfolio and your trading strategy, which I, I guess kind of go hand in hand, but your trading portfolio and your trading strategy. And one of the first things he does when he goes into these businesses is he tries to trim the fat. So he goes through the records, and this is, you can look at this as being back testing. He goes through the records and he wants to see what is your best product. So I always use the example of, a, a let's say a fast food restaurant where Bobby has a fast food restaurant his fast food restaurant serves hot dogs, hamburgers, um, fish and chips, right? Three things, right? It's it's it the, it's called Bobby's Hamburger Joint, right? But he serves hot dogs as well and fish and chips. And if we look through Bobby's records, we can easily see and back testing, we can easily see how each of his main menu items. Bob's Burgers, yeah. <laughs> How, good one. <laughs> we could each. We, <laughs> that's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know if they have it overseas. It's an American cartoon. Uh, <laughs> now I'm picture, picturing the little. Oh, that's, this is going to sound bad. Gosh, that sounded. I was going to say I'm picturing the little girl twerking. That sounded really bad. If you if you watch the, there's a meme of it or a, a gif, gif, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's funny because. Our track team, I have a rule my track team that says no twerking. And then they always send a little gif, gif, whatever you want to call it, of her doing it. It's it's hilarious. But it sounds bad saying a little girl twerking. Whatever. Um, don't arrest me. And so we can either easily go through the stats and we can see that, okay, Bobby, hamburgers, off the chart, by far your best selling item. Hot dogs, eh, you know, doing okay. Not as good as hamburgers, but doing okay. Fish and chips. Bobby likes selling fish and chips, but no one's buying them. So what, what have we just identified in that process? What have, what have we just determined? The weakest link, right? Is it, is, it, is it valuable for Bobby to be wasting his time with fish and chips? Wasting his time purchasing them? Wasting his time making them? If they're not really helping his business, right? His standout or his or his burgers, hot dogs, okay, fish and chips, no, right? 
So he'll call, he'll go in, he'll identify, and he'll say, you know what? And this could be of clothing stores and everything. He'll be, he'll basically like just liquidate everything. He'll be like, you know what? This isn't working. Let's just sell it. We'll get we'll get something for nothing. Which brings me to another conversation. I had a really good conversation with a professional traveler the other day. If you guys want some tips on how to do a five star vacation for like a two star price, I got the info for you. I got the info for you. Very very quality. This guy is a professional traveler. But so it's the same thing as your trading strategy, your portfolios, right? Because as we're doing your portfolioization, right, you're back testing on a million pairs, right? And some of those pairs are going to be outstanding. Some of those pairs are going to be horrible. Some of those pairs are going to be, huh. So as you go through all your performance data, what are you trying to pick out? Are you picking a pair just because you like it? Like, man, I really love, and people do this, believe it or not. I really love the Euro dollar. Everyone talks about the Euro dollar. It's the most popular Forex pair. Like, I feel like I have to trade it. Have you guys ever felt that? Like, you have to trade a certain pair? I have. Whenever I do testing, like, if the Euro dollar doesn't work, old me before I realized it's actually a pretty bad pair, I'm like, man, like, how does it not work? Like, I have to trade the Euro dollar because everyone's trading the Euro dollar. How am I going to post on social media if I can't post about the Euro dollar? Right? It used to be like that. But you go through it and you realize, like, man, like, even though I like it, even though I want to do it, 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 is it helping my business? It's not helping my business. Get rid of it. This break-even pair. Ah, I want to have a Canadian pair in there, but is a break-even pair really helping my business? No, it's not helping my business. Get rid of it. So we're trimming the fat in our portfolio, and we're only focusing on our strongest products, which are our pairs. And then you can do the same thing for strategies, right? If you do daily chore and trend continuation and CTS, you know, if one's just not working, just cut it. Focus more effort on your on your your main one. It, it brings me back to the, the the point where people used to make fun of uh, Tony here, because Tony only at a, at a time he only traded the pound yen. They're like, how can you only trade one pair? He's got one product. He's very good at that product. You can easily have a a, a functioning business that does one thing really really well. Easily. As long as you do that one thing very, very well. So I didn't start thinking that that helped me massively because this was still, I was consistently profitable, but I was only trading like one thing at the time. So I, I was looking to build out my portfolio or build out, uh, build out my portfolio as far as pairs and strategies. And it really helped me understand the process of doing that where I had my main thing. I had my hamburgers. Right. It was working. I was consistently profitable. I wanted to add more. Um, but part of me wanted to add more just because I felt like I needed to add more. I needed to sell fish and chips. I needed to sell salads and desserts because I felt like I had to because everyone else was doing it. And it really helped kind of mold my thought process to, hey, I don't need to. I want to add more, but I need to be very intentional about what I add. And if it isn't helping the bottom line then it's just a waste of time, energy, and focus um, that could be put towards the thing that is my best seller. So that, that and, and of course, another aspect it, it helped with um, the real estate business and, and kind of accepting we had um, very early on the real estate business, we, we were very emotional with, uh, we, we had our first property was, we had a very good first property. Well, it was very bad, but we thought it was very good. Um, and we were emotionally attached to it. It had a great outlook if things ever went well. 
And the problem was things never went well, but we're sitting there on hopes and dreams like, well, if we get it rolling like this, then this will be our most profitable property. But when you go five years and it never actually gets there, it's like, are you just convincing yourself of something that doesn't exist or are you being realistic? And it was that show when I remember he came into someone's business and he went through the whole kind of data sheet and whatnot. And he just started throwing like clothes out the window. He's like, we're, we're, he's like, we're selling this all in the corner for a dollar. And he just started, and like the person, the business owner was crying because they had all that pride in, in those, like, well, I made this by hand and that's my favorite thing. They're like, yeah, it's your favorite thing, but no one else likes it. No one's buying it. So who cares if you like it? No one's buying it. People don't like it. Sorry. You're really good at this. And he started throwing them out. She's like crying. And it hit me where it's like, that's what I'm, that's what we're doing with this property. Like, I want it to be good. I think it's going to be good because I can see the potential. But in reality, I'm just blinded by my own emotion. It's not actually good. It's been bleeding us money for five years. Why am I expecting it to change? Same thing as, tra- as, as you know, you, you do the same thing in your trading. Well, you're trading something you're just not good at. Maybe it's a strategy you didn't test or you're on a pair that you that is bad and you're just hoping it's going to turn around. And you're blinded by the hopium. And I remember after seeing those episodes, I got with my partners. I'm like, we got to dump it, man. We just got to cut our losses. Cut our losses. And, and, and invest, invest what we made in, into the thing that we're good at, into something else, a product that will actually make sense. So yeah, I, that was a very important show. Um, by the way, this segment of The Live Trading Room is brought to you by CNBC and The Profit. <laughs> Wonderful getting money. guys enjoyed the episode if you did as always hit that like button also give me a follow or subscription wherever you're listening to this at and lastly make sure you check out our website www.tier1trading.com we've got all types of free training available over there we also have a 14-day risk-free trial membership where you can hop in some courses you can network with the community you can hop in some live sessions as well and even download some software so you get all that cool stuff for 14 days all it does is cost you a dollar and it's risk-free so no auto bill once you're 14 days are up. No sneakiness. You're simply just kicked off the platform. All right. Until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.